myself again But it's the only way you're ever gonna learn your love back And it's all in the past I'm dwelling on the thoughts I cannot say to you If I don't say the words then maybe it's not true Good evening, welcome along to NUFC Matters with me, Steve Wraith. It is the Three Amigos, the perfect way to kickstart your Newcastle United weekend, and it's George, Keith, Mitch and Steve Hasty. Steve and Keith been finishing the tea uh, quickly, in case the upset viewers um, who uh, are on the panel tonight. Uh, we've got videos uh, from Andre and from Joe tonight, uh, both of them uh, otherwise engaged. And uh, in an hour and a half show tonight, 90 minutes, uh, we're going to cram in as much as physically possible. And as Al Beatty says, it's f -f 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 Friday. Uh, good afternoon to BT as well. But uh, uh, let's start with the the fact that we're, we're back in the Champions League. And Keith, you haven't done a show um, since qualification. Uh, you, you do one a week on a Friday. Um, how, how does it feel for you just to be back in the Champions League, uh, you know, 20 years on? It's amazing, but... Uh... I think I think privately, and, and you've got to be careful when you say this, is is you know, I went to the cup final, I wanted to win it, but I knew my brain of brains that that, that that you don't get you don't get a a, a big player coming out of Europe to join your castle because you won the Carabao Cup. As much as as fans, the, the wait to win something silverware has been too long. For me, they come because we're playing the Champions League. And I think the signings are different. I think the revenue, as you've seen this week, from a, from a, um, a deal that's been suggested by Craig Hope has been passed, it, it just puts us into a different league. You're getting five times more money uh, for your shirt sponsors and things. And, and when that happens, the FFP improves. But the biggest thing that improves is the um, attraction to the outside world. And, and you know, our, our, our Newcastle, as fans... We all like to recommend who we'd like to see, but in reality, you'll take who they give you because that's the way it's been under this leadership. You know, they've, they've brought us people, they've brought us success quicker than what we could have hoped for. So if, you know, if they bring us three more Brunos or three more Isaacs or three more, um, you know, Botmans, it's that kind of ilk. And that's what Eddie Howsey had done this week. So to be in the Champions League for me, is, is, is some, somebody said, actually, you've won now. Some, some fans were having a pop week said, well, you've won now. Well, we have. We've won a table. We've got. We've got. We've won a seat at the top table. We've won a place that Liverpool aren't getting. We've won a place that Chelsea aren't getting. The Tottenham aren't getting. And it'll kill them clubs. And it'll hurt them. It'll hurt their FFP. But but it'll hurt hurt the pride of the owners more than anything because the money's obscene. You know when you think of what you get on sponsorship. So so for me as a fan, it's like first job done. It, it's like we've been elevated to a platform that we had to get to to really compete. And when the table went through, if you remember, I said, I said, all I want to do is compete again. But, but we've competed at Liverpool away and got robbed. We've competed Man City at home and should have won. We've competed with the best. And next year, we'll get the chance to compete in Europe against big teams. And I think they'll get a shock with little old Newcastle serves up. I think Newcastle um, it will be more than a handful. For, and I think they'll shock a lot of people. I saw a report from Liverpool sport. He says, we'll get one point. The Newcastle will get one point. Why they get the Champions League? I said, well, one point one, you'll get. <laughs> so, so for me, it's just, well, it's just bloody brilliant. You know what I mean? And, and, and 
all the mountains are biting and it, you just, you just it, I've never laughed as many people. Just, I, I can't take it serious. I just keep laughing and just thinking it's killing people. It's killing the establishment. It's killing the cartel six and it's killing like local people who just can't accept the Newcastle's in the big league. And uh, seriously, do well this season coming and, and you're up there to stay. You know what I mean? It, it, Newcastle's just going to get better and better. Um, I think our rumour coming over so early at the end of the season and they give them the thumbs up to go and do the buying they wanted. So uh, I don't know. This is this is like this is like the kind of thing you wait for and I dreamed about. This is what for you, you know, for, for nearly 20 years you've just you've just thought was a distant dream that's passing you by. And and you wonder, you know, you wonder, like like, you know, Neil and George wanna 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 stand in a, a European game, you know, like they want to stand in the San Siro and and watch a game and 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 you know, say we went there together and, and they want to go to Wembley and, and, and see Silverware get lifted. And, you know, when you think how far back it was when we done that, um, it, it, it's not, I, I think it's more than just Champions League. I think it's, I think it's, I think next year we'll be top four. I think next year we've got a good chance to win the cup. And I think we'll give a good account of ourselves in Europe. So for me, it's the arrival in Newcastle United. And it's like an add-on to the Keegan era. It's like as we've got back to that that level and then we're just going to go on and on and on. But I think as Mitch has pointed out here, in, in clever words really is, is is start getting used to it. Start start acting like the team that deserves to be there. Start acting like fans who don't need to listen to half this shit and just, you know, just be pleased that we are where we are because we deserve it. But, but you know, in, in Eddie Howe and in, in, in the, the, the spirit we've got in this club, I think we're going to, I think we've surprised a lot of people this year. I think we'll shock a lot of people next year. Mm, Ian, you're right. Good evening, all. He says it's strange going into the last game happy. Yeah, without any <laughs> It doesn't happen very often, that's for certain. Uh, some interesting uh, stuff coming out of the, the press conference today, George. Uh, I've got to be honest, I've thoroughly enjoyed listening to the press conferences. Uh, and it touches really on what Keith's saying about Champions League, etc. And Keith's touched on it a little bit about he feels that the that the land, you know, that the, the land's changed now. The landscape's changed. That Newcastle will, you know, you know, attract better players, bigger players. Um, as always in the press conference, we had a little bit from Eddie Howe of, you know, reservation and downplaying. But you know, he, he also had a, a moment where he, he told Luke Edwards that you know he was going to be playing his cards close to his chest. But when he was asked um, if there was a potential marquee signing, would would any of the the players that are on his list? Uh, coming into the club, be seen by the fans as a marquee signing. He said, "Yes, but we're not targeting marquee signings." But yes, um, I guess you could say some of them could fall into that category. It was it was an interesting press conference. It was his last one, uh, last time we'll hear from him for a while. But it was one which I felt was quite optimistic, and I, I, you know, gave us a good understanding of how he works behind the scenes. You know, with with, with regards to transfers, George. Well. Isn't it refreshing to have a Newcastle manager who seems to be uh, press savvy? Um, you know, he, he's not he's not going to get uh, thrown off track by by weird questions anymore. He's 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 got hold of that uh, and uh, a mixture of uh, on, honesty and optimism and all the other things that go with it. And and the the big difference to me this time is, as, as I said the other night, is that we'll go into it. Uh, united, absolutely, totally united. From the from the owners right down to the fans, through the team, 
were when Newcastle United, and 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 even the even the players I noticed on some of the things that they're they're talking about is how things will change next year, and how how sad it could be for some people. Well, they're accepting that that Newcastle's moving forward like everybody else is, and I think that's that's very positive, a very positive for all of us. And uh, um, it would it'd be a delight to be able to go to St James's and see a European match. I mean, just. Uh, Unbelievable, um, and uh, uh, it could be the dark horses. You know, um, I think you said the other night about going into a group of death. I, I don't mind that either. If that happens, it happens, and as long as we give our all. But we could we could be the dark horses that don't know that much about where um, the, the, the the company in Jerms's Park, knowing what to expect and get the fright of their life. Um, no, it, it's all all very positive for me, and I, I think. Uh, well, manager um, handles it all very well indeed. In, in my view, he's uh, he's got a, a positive mix of, of uh, optimism and and realism and uh, uh, and and an honesty. He, he's not kidding anybody. Yes, yes, he wants to see a marquee signing, but but he's not gonna he's not gonna play it up too far to to get people's uh, expectations over the, over the top. No, I, I think we're going to it with our eyes open, and uh, and Eddie Howe's going to lead with in, in a fashion which I've got to be honest. A year ago, I didn't think was possible. Uh, so w- what he did with his year off after 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 Bournemouth, and he, he went away, and whatever he did then, he, he's he'd learned a lot, and he's applying it now. And I I think that's all credit to him uh, for doing that again. It's and it's rubbed off on on so many people, and. Uh, can't wait, Steve. Is the honest answer? Just can't wait. It's so so uh, fascinating uh, what's coming down the line. And uh, on the other side of it is, I think I've I've said it on social media this week a little bit. Is that I'm loving all the jealousy from elsewhere. I mean, some of the things people are saying are just mental. Um, they're inventing things uh, for. for 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 trying not us down, you know, about how we were sent money, and the people are picking on we didn't even buy. And Abby and Shaw, somebody was on about the other night. Rafa bought him for three million. I mean, what a bargain! <laughs> and yet they're, they're claiming that he was one of the big uh, signings to get well, to get where we No, it's all just lovely and all very positive for Newcastle United. So bring it on, Steve. Is is, is what I'd say. Bring it on. Yeah, a question in the chat there, Mitch. Um, I mean, I guess the answer is Eddie Howe. Um, you know, none of us, none of us know how much the transfer um, spend is going to be, um, but one would imagine that it's going to be, you know, considerable, and it'll be well thought out, and it'll be well spent, Mitch. Yeah, I think so. Um, just to answer a couple of questions first. I've seen a couple come through on me Twitter, and in the beer garden, Nelson's going to be the returner in Dubai. Big Stu's over from Bahrain. We've got a load of people in the bar there, so we may get some guest appearances, you just never know. Um, and I'm not drinking Guinness, it's Mo Salah's tears, and they're very tasty. <laughs> I know Mr Ice in the chat will not like that. There may be a response in the chat. We'll have to wait. Anyway, um, look at my understanding was going going through to the, the, the big meeting that was had when the, the delegation was over was the initial chat was we've got a plan A and we've got a plan B and it depends on what the FFP situation is going to be when we know where we're at with the income. Um, 
and I think it's time to get excited. I think it's time to get excited about not marquee signings, but about a raft of sensible signings that will be able to take us to the next level. Well, we're ahead of schedule. This is the biggest free hit we could have in the Champions League going forward. We've already got people whinging, saying, oh, you're going to ruin the English coefficient by getting no points in the group stages and all that kind of thing. Yeah, right. Do you know what it is? There's teams in pots three and pots two and probably a couple in pot one that'll be looking at that draw saying, we don't want them. Group of death? Yeah, we could be the bloody executioner. We could turn up and absolutely spoil everybody's party. We've already spoiled the Premier League's party. Let's go and kick some tables over in Europe. Why not? We've got nothing to lose. And, and again, I'll say it again, as fans, we need to welcome this. We need to welcome the success. And we need to learn to have maybe a little bit of swagger. Because we've earned this. We've earned this. And nobody can say they can't. And I'll reiterate something I was talking about on Twitter this week. The Liverpool whinging and moaning and griping. Um, let's give them some credit. What they've done on their, their run in the Premier League doesn't happen very often. You don't get seven, eight, nine wins on the bounce very easily in the Premier League these days at all. And fair play, they've done that, but they've done that just to grasp at the court tier. That shows how we well we've done. We've earned this, lads and lasses, and we should enjoy it to the max. And I think the club are enjoying it already. And I think the way things are going to go, um, I think they're going to see opportunities in terms of investment um, because of getting the Champions League at this stage. And they're not going to want to let it go away, are they? So here we are. We've already spoiled a couple of parties. Let's spoil some more next season. Enjoy your bloody thing while we do. Definitely. Yeah. Uh, Benny, you're right. Uh, Eddie said two to three players to come in these press conference. Maybe just a means of underplaying the situation, not unsettling the current squad. Surely we need a couple more. Steve, um, yeah, I mean, we, we've discussed this week the, tramp, the Champions League. We've seen each other as well face to face. And yeah, it, it's great. It's great to hear um, that, you know, there will be maybe a marquee signing amongst these signings coming in. But it's definitely changed the goalposts, Steve, hasn't it? Oh, yeah, absolutely. I, I, Keith said before that uh, he thinks that uh, joint, getting into the Champions League puts us in a different league. And I was going to say, yeah, mate, it's called the Champions League. That's the league we're going to be in. It's fantastic. You know what I mean? This is what this is what that squad of players uh, have, have done. And they're, they're the ones, alongside Eddie Howe, have got to be praised because it's been a fantastic achievement. Look at them three reprobates. Dear me. What's going on there? <laughs> you almost have Penman. We've got Ian's brother Trevor here. That'll be a first for him. Marquee signings, he mentioned. I don't, you know what, as Eddie said, it might not be marquee signings, but I tell you what, they're going to be a family sized tent sign, and that's what they're going to be. It's going to be, a, you know, these, these, this quality going to come into this squad, and that's what, that's what it's all about because the competition in our squad is going to be, going to be fierce. And pre-season training is going to be fierce as well for some of them. So I hope they don't overdo the, the celebrations over the over the close season because you can guarantee that Eddie Howell will have them working twice as hard as he did at the start of last season in the in the in the pre-season games. Um it's 
it it it's it's what it's what the club deserves. It's what the it's what the owners deserve. It's what the fans deserve for the way that they've first of all the owners have gone about um, their business over the last eighteen months, and it's also the fans who have got behind not only the board and the the management team, but the players and the way that the, the both sides of it have integrated. Um, it's been remarkable. It's been a remarkable changeover. Um, since the days, the dark days of, of Mr. Ashley. Um, and this is what happens when you all work together. You, you don't go around criticizing, criticizing each other. You don't go, go around looking for problems that aren't there and creating problems um, for the sake of it. This, is, this has galvanized the club. It's galvanized the city. It's galvanized the fan base. And we're going to go places. I think we'll surprise an awful lot of people when we get into the into the Champions League. Um, I think clubs will be looking forward to coming to the to St James's Park. I think the TV companies will be relishing the evenings that they're going to be uh, having um, on a th- on a Tuesday and a Wednesday night up until Christmas. And uh, let's hope it goes beyond Christmas. Let's hope we're in the Champions League next round. And and you know, there's no reason why we can't be. You know, because the Let's face it, has anyone ever seen this season Eddie Howe angry? At any press conference? No. He's held his dignity all the way. We've seen Klopp. We've seen Ten Hag. We've seen uh, Tuchel. You name it. All the way through the season, we've seen these guys. Guardiola sitting at the top of the league. Arteta sitting top and second. These, But these guys have been under pressure all the way through the season and they've been absolutely raging at times. Eddie Howe, even when the decisions went against us, has never, ever been anything other than calm and sensible. And I think it's also reflected in the squad as well. And everybody talks about Kieran Trippier. The way Kieran Trippier manages that team on the pitch, the way he takes charge of talking to the referees, the way that he pushes people out of the way. And if if I'm not mistaken, I think we're the only club that hasn't been fined by the Premier League this season for indiscipline. That says an awful lot uh, for the way that certainly one of the few managers... I mean, let's face it, this, the, the Brighton manager has been sent off three times, I think, uh, back up to the stands. Um, and he's only been here half a season. You know, this is... Fulham, Fulham manager twice, I think, as well. Yeah, exactly. This is the calmness that Eddie Howe's brought. And I think, it's, I think it's rubbed off on the fans. I think what he's seen from above has rubbed off on him as well. And uh, it's it's... Champions League has culminated uh, and brought together what has been a fantastic season for us as, as supporters. Um, the flags, guys, you know, everything, the displays that have been put on, the atmosphere inside St. James's Park, it's just been an absolute joy of a season. Yeah, it has been. Okay, uh, as I say, a slightly uh, shorter show tonight, so uh, I've got to crack on with uh, a lot of our... Uh, a lot like of our... Not that, not at the moment. <laughs> Tweet of the Damn. week first. <laughs> I've always got to do tweet of the week first because it has to clear the way for all these um, animals. I thought you might just drop look the yeah the look lighties for this week, Steve. You know, ah. <laughs> wishful thinking, <laughs> mate. Wishful thinking. Uh, okay. <laughs> Apparently, no one considered the sun when de- uh, designing this wall. <laughs> <laughs> And similar problems with this door, Keith. Under the best sign writer in Felon. Um, sorry, I couldn't resist. Walk, Sam. You Walk, don't have Sam. to put on the red light. 
And since I started following the wisdom of ancient Chinese philosopher Fook Yu, my life has been so much better. By God, it would be as well. <laughs> it would be. A little bit of Indian snake charming now. And uh, keep on playing a bit longer and there's another pound for you. Kind <laughs> <laughs> of beat the old Blackpool humour. A bit more modern-day humour from Billy Watson. After a gruelling and sometimes dangerous two-hour car chase, the paparazzi finally managed to lose Harry and Meghan. <laughs> uh, up to the North Pole now. Roger found it hard to make friends with the other penguins, probably because he was not very well liked. <laughs> Should have kept off a Melly, shouldn't I? Looks a bit like <laughs> Melly lookalike. You've got um, Melly written on this shirt. And the look of love was captured at St. James's Park uh, with Champions League qualification. Uh, young Declan looking up at big Dan Byrne. And it does, it says it all, to be perfectly I'm honest. I'm saying no, but Declan was even looking up at me on Sunday night. He looks up at everybody, doesn't he? Uh, who would? Uh, can you manage? I don't want the Spurs job, she says. <laughs> Surprise, that, that's the kind of chip that's kind of looking like that for somebody on this panel. Um, Suffolk Gazette Seagull rips off man's testicle as he sunbathes naked that was a seagull's revenge poor Mackham tried it once too many times said Jimsky <laughs> and the fact that I went to the Beyonce concert um, well I think a lot of people know that now and uh, I got sent a few of these all the seagull ladies all the seagull ladies <laughs> very, good. Uh, very good Tottenham are so confident that Arnie Slot is going to be the next manager they have already begun the search for his replacement very <laughs> good and a man with one leg missing lands job at Top Brewery a spokesman for the unnamed beer company told our reporters this morning we put him in charge of the hops <laughs> <laughs> oh dear <laughs> and that's when I knew she was the one said Billy oh, <laughs> what, a, what a woman Quality. that's impressive manager of the month uh, Paul from Tune Review uh, came up with this little beauty Beauty. Manager of the season, you have a few different Eddie Howes in different disguises. For those of you with uh, uh, no sight, George, <laughs> it's, it's, yeah. it's definitely worth seeing. Sam Green, until Liverpool scores, uh, the board going up on the sidelines <laughs> at Anfield. And Ben Spratt, Newcastle wasting time in games they're not even playing in now. Hashtag cheats. <laughs> well done, Ben. <laughs> Tune Pools features a bit this week. 75 minutes gone of a crucial game to secure Champions League football. It's in James's park. Is tense. Nervy. My dad turns to me and says, what's that Philip Schofield done like? Absolutely <laughs> deck me that. Catalina <laughs> 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 United have set a new record tonight. They have achieved the lowest number of losses in top flight season this season, regardless of what happens in the last two games in 131 years of existence. It has been a miracle season. I think would agree, Simon. Some great stats coming out of this season, to be perfectly honest. Uh, Chris says he might come off Twitter when the transfer window opens. My feed is just going to be breaking news. Everyone and their granny linked with a sensational move to Newcastle. Yep. And Frank, it's absolutely heartbreaking that after being up there through our lowest of lows, that this little fella won't be with us tonight. Of course, it's the Gallagher pigeon uh, that was removed <laughs> from the Gallagher's when the takeover went through, missing out on the Champions League. Uh, <laughs> Arsenal lost again, Nottingham Forest, purposely, so that Man City will be given a guard of honour by £600 million Chelsea. <laughs> <laughs> uh, 
And most days spent at the top of the Premier League table without winning the title. Arsenal. Newcastle in 95-96. But Arsenal. Uh, it's one for Arsenal, not 2002-2003 and 2007-2008. So uh, Newcastle aren't the ones who blew it all the time. Um, two poles again. Not going to lie. I can't wait for Jason Tindall to tell the ref that Real Madrid of 12 men on the pitch when it's nil-nil after 83 minutes at the Bernabeu. <laughs> <laughs> A little song to celebrate. Victory against Leicester, and this could be Rotterdam or anywhere. Liverpool or Rome. Geordie's on the continent. Magham staying at home. (laughs) Go on, George. Hey, we've got a double act. Look at one of them Simon Cowell shows. Only a Star Wars fan will see this. Yeah. yeah. Very good. Weird, kind of hasty lookalike. Um... Uh, Reg James on Twitter, can I just say a massive thank you to Liverpool for keeping the Toons Champions League place warm for the last 20 years. Enjoy Thursday night footy in the arse end of Azerbaijan. <laughs> <laughs> and Ian Edgar sent me this one. West Ham, congratulations to West Ham for making the Europa Conference final. Congratulations to Man City for Champions League final. Congratulations to Newcastle for finishing top four. And congratulations to Spurs for managing to put on an extra night for a Beyonce concert. <laughs> Brilliant. And bar staff wandered at Newcastle Airport. Start date September 23. Hours Tuesdays, Wednesdays, 12 hour shifts. Job description serving thousands of pints to Geordies. Essential must be able to tolerate football chance. Desired knowledge of Champions League and can pour five to eight pints at once. <laughs> A few people are putting, uh, putting in for that job. And uh, how times have changed, lads. Went to the moon, took five photos. Went to the toilet, took 37 photos. <laughs> Great stuff. Thanks as always to Zara for uh, sending in hers and to everybody else who sends in their tweets of the week. Got a few extra left over, which will have to go into next week's. A big welcome to you, Rob Tandem, and I've just seen Big Popper in there as well. Uh, two new uh, people on the channel, so welcome in. Hope you're enjoying the show. I think Rob says he's been a long-time subscriber, but just made the live for the first time, so that is great. Uh, any updates on this one? I'm not sure whether you heard this. Aaron uh, Lewis says, what's the panel's opinions on Liam Kennedy's sponsorship tease this week? Uh, on the show yesterday, lads, he, uh, he did drop a little bombshell, but then didn't let it drop all the way. Um, something to do with different types of sponsorship coming in, <laughs> different teams. I, I, you know, I, I was left scratching my head as were most of the viewers. Anybody got any inkling as to what he might have been suggesting, or is it something you don't want to talk about, lads? I'm not sure. Well, the the biggie that's left, isn't it, is the stadium. In my view, that's the biggie that's left. Or if if the if the steel of the sh- shirt's gone through. And you're looking around for something as big or, or compare with that. It's got to be the stadium, hasn't it? In my view, I could be wrong. Um, and uh, who knows what it could be? You know, uh, Aramco at St. James's, um, etc. that sort of thing. I mean, for, for a lot of money, that would be great. Um, so um, that that's where I would go. But uh, How? How much fume would there be if a sponsor jumped ship, say, from Man United to Newcastle United? 
wow. at this moment in time. Wow. Mm, and that would, that we're not, so we're not, not talking about shirt sponsorship, although that could be brought into the conversation. Um, my own, I've heard a little whisper that um, Team Viewer team viewer sponsorship of Man United shirt has been cut short this season. They agreed to terminate it this year. Um, they've, they've come under a lot of fire in Germany for agreeing a, a, a rather large five-year deal with them in the middle of the pandemic that has uh, seemed to be quite um, tasteless. Mm-hmm. And, and maybe the stand where the cameras face and every scene on every game has a big area where a logo could be put next to the words of the Castle United because we've seen it before. Okay, um, well, that's, that's good enough. That's good enough for me, to be honest. Um, I don't think we want to discuss it any further, but we've got, I want to bring in a guest um, just to change topic quickly. Steve Hastie will be back. He's having internet problems. Good evening to Darren from NUSC. How are you, mate? How are we doing? Can you hear us? Can you hear us or not, Darren? Throw his voice. You're yeah. on mute, Darren. No, you're you'll mute, on, Darren. You'll be on mute. Steve, have you got your internet sorted? Yeah, we can't hear you, mate. Yeah. I'll let you sort your microphone out, Darren. We'll bring you back in. I'll put bottom, you back bottom, the green bottom left, Darren, there'll be a button with mute on. He'll find it. He'll find it. Okay. Bottom of your screen, left hand side. So, so that's interesting what you've said, Mitch, and I think we'll leave it there it's, because I think that's I have, I don't want to do is jeopardise anything. I just you, uh, well, I haven't had anything concrete. I haven't had yeah. anything concrete. Um, what I what I have been told is that where things were three weeks ago is a very different place now on every sponsorship opportunity. That there's been a clamour over the last fortnight for people who suddenly want to get involved. And so somebody who may have had 22 million on the table for the shirt front has been gazumped. And that's because everybody wants a piece of this. And that's not a bad thing, is it? No, of course it's not. I mean, it, it, it's incredible. And I think, you know, I think Craig may have gone too early with his story. I, you know, he may well be right. Of course, but mm. I'm not. I'm not 100% sure whether you know that there's still a bit of gamesmanship going on. You know, with sponsorship, etc. I'm not. I'm not. That not probably 100%. is, mate. That, that, that probably and, and, and quite right too. You know what it is. Well, now, um, the equivalent of prime real estate in football. Mm. And if you want to park your park your banner across our shirt or on my sleeve or on my stadium or on my training ground, that comes at a price, and we should do well to negotiate the best opportunities that we have. What I like is the mindset still seems to be we wish to associate with companies that are of a similar mindset to us and that will help us to grow our brand in a representative way and we'll not just take any old chat that's thrown on the table like a lot of clubs seem to be taking it. Mm-hmm. You know, if you, if you look at the problems that Inter have had with their shirt sponsorship because basically the cryptocurrency people ran out of money, couldn't honor the agreement, you know, and, and they don't want none of that, and quite right so. Um, and, and I also get the distinct impression they've now had enough of some of the uh, duplicity 
and the 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 stuff that'll be thrown at you, because it's going to be thrown at you anyway. So damn the torpedoes and press on and take the best deals we can get that are on the table and sod the lot of you. And I think that's the way we should all think. I've spoken to Liam this week and uh, what's coming's massive. And if I told you, I'd have to kill you. He's made a swear to secrecy, but I think what will come will annoy a lot of people. Good. Good. <laughs> <laughs> Steve, that, was, that would be the Mitchell family in agreement. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> 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 sure, so we think, Neil. <laughs> so, yeah, Steve, it sounds as if things are moving behind the scenes and there's going to be some big announcements. Yeah, there's bound to be. And, and it's interesting. I mean, the, the story broke earlier in the week, didn't it, from uh, from Craig Hope, but uh, there was there was nothing came out of the club, no denials, no no confirmations, nothing. Um, and as Mitch says, there are various whispers going around that there, there are uh, bigger fish to fry, bigger deals on the offing. Uh, something that perhaps might be a 22 or 23 or 25 million pound sponsorship from a, one particular company. Who says it's going to be shirts? Why is it not something else? This is an entertaining entertainment uh, arrangement uh, company. Um, it's not a it, it's not um, well established company in in anywhere other than the Middle East. I think we'll probably more than likely now that we're in the Champions League have some have some sort of sponsor that has an international presence. As well as a Middle Eastern presence. Well, um, by that, well, I mean, Steve, though, they are a company that have had the, the rights in the region for La Liga. Oh, and yeah. they've had the rights in the region for the, the Italian uh, League Cup. And so, you know, they're, they're not um, disassociated from European football in any way, shape, or form. Absolutely. And there's also the, the, I mean, you talk about the way that things can be carved up. You can have training kit sponsors. You can have you can have different sponsors in the Champions League as you would have perhaps in the in the Premier League. Um, when it comes to shirt sponsors, um, there are certain limitations on who can sponsor you in the Champions League. Uh, certain restrictions uh, that are there. Um, it it becomes rather complicated now that you're in in Europe. It's also complicated if you get drawn against teams in France, for example, as we had when when we played, and we end up having to have Centre Parks as one of our sponsors, if I remember rightly. Um, in the yeah. uh, I think was that the uh, in the in the Europa Cup um, right in the early days, uh, the UEFA Cup as it was called. UEFA then. Cup, yeah, yep. It and, was because uh, when you played in France, you couldn't have uh, alcohol advertising on your shirt. Yep. So you know, there's all sorts, but there's there's all sorts of advantages. There's all sorts of new um, opportunities that are going to arise constantly with this football club of ours. And um, we've got some additions to the board um, that are that are international um, executives. You know, with worldwide knowledge of this particular area of business, and that's why they've been brought in. So you know, I think the very fact that whispers started to come towards the end of the season. And once we knew and were qualifying for the Champions League or very close to it, um, I'm sure Craig got some sort of tip off. Um, I hope he's right. Uh, I don't like it when local journalists get gazumped like that. Um, I hope Craig is right. Um, but Craig will be the last person to worry if uh, if something else changes. And uh, he's a big lad. He's a strong lad. He can take it. Um, but I'm sure his sources were quite reliable at the time. But as you said, Mitch... Things move on very, very quickly now when you're Cass United. Mm, yeah, and, and it's going to be an interesting summer across the board, whether it's transfers, whether it's, uh, you know, whether it's uh, sponsorships, Newcastle United, it's going to be in the headlines, I think, for all the right reasons. Uh, 
Just a quick one to go around the board with uh, whilst Darren tries to sort his technical side of things out. Um, Coventry or Luton? Who's going to come up, George? Uh, well, I would like Coventry to come up, if I'm, if I'm honest. Uh, um, they have a bit of history, um, and it would be nice to see them uh, back in the top league. OK, Keith? Massively. Just only one team. The team would put them at themselves. It's got to be Luton, just for what they did. So I'll be shouting for Luton that day. Like <laughs> anybody makes them happens is a friend of mine. Steve, well, I'll stick my hand up here and say I was actually at the uh, playoff first leg against Luton, and they were shocking. They were absolutely shocking. Uh, the second half, especially, um, but Sunderland were shocking as well. By the way, um, it wasn't a very good game. It was. It, I, I, I couldn't. I couldn't watch the second half. Actually, I left. Um, I went and I went and sat and had a cup of coffee. Um, but uh, for me, Coventry. Okay. Um, what about you, Mitch? Well, Coventry have uh, been dragged through the mire, gone through multiple ownership changes. There's a fan base that have had to dig the club out the ship on more than one occasion, and they now are in a daft situation where they don't own the ground, and they're paying rent. Mike Ashley of all bloody people. Um, and Richard Keyes now... is a fan Richard Keyes is a fan why would you want Coventry to come up oh. but I would because their fans are alright they've been dragged through the Miami mate. One of them. Uh, their, their real fans have not hairy hands dear god you can stick <laughs> st stick stick to being tarmac and do it eh, man? don't the Mackens um, hate don't the Mackens hate Coventry uh, isn't there a video of somebody yes, do. Because them, yeah, the yeah, I'm starting to swear now. <laughs> it's because because they got the um, you managed to get a kick off delayed, so they knew what result they needed, and they got the Magnums relegated. And there was a there was a video there was a video of a Magnums swearing at Jimmy Hill's statue. That's right. All right then, Coventry. I'm with you. There we go. That's it. We've All changed right. his name. All right, Darren's still, <laughs> Darren's still struggling with his technology. It's time for the DMS. <laughs> Met where I ask you to send in photographs of you meeting somebody from Newcastle United past a present. Lovely message from Mark Laidlaw saying, Hi Steve, just dropping you a line to compliment you on the amazing work you do. It seems a common theme, but you got me through lockdown with your shows. NUFC Matters has now become a part of my life. Weekend starts with the three amigos and I listen to all the various shows. Normally on my runs, I've sometimes passed you while listening. Keep up the good work. It's such a help to us ex long suffering fans. Thank you very much, mate. And he sent in yeah, these wonderful photographs. Uh, one with Nobby Solano. Brilliant. Brilliant. And one with the Newcastle United fan, Steve Harmison, the Ashton Express. Yeah, yeah. Brilliant. Thank you very much for that. And we did have another message uh, from Mark Slaven on Twitter. He says, uh, no photo for the day I met Steve Wraith, but I've just helped Sir John Hall with a bag of dog food in Costco. He said, thank you, young man, which I haven't heard for a while, as I'm 49. <laughs> too busy carrying his dog food to get a uh, to get a photo. Anyway, if you've got a photo of yourself meeting somebody from Newcastle United, ping them into us at the day I met uh, in UFC. Matt, as a more feature on the show. <laughs>
Okay, we do like questions from uh, you lot. And uh, Jimmy Watts got one. He says, evening, everyone. Question, with expectation being so high on Eddie and having the financial backing to do big things at the club, is anyone worried that we could lose him to the England job? George, are you worried we could lose not a, Eddie? Not at all. Not no. at all. No. No, it's... Uh, that that job is a long way from Eddie Howe, and Eddie Howe's a long way from it. He he is a consummate club manager. He needs to be with players every day. He, he shows it. You know, he he gets there first thing in the morning. He's the last one away at night, uh, and throughout the day he's playing with players. As England manager, he'd spend more time sitting on his backside in the stand. Uh, like Southgate does, and uh, while he's sitting, well, Southgate while he's sitting there, he's bloody brains rotten uh, with some of the choices he's making. Uh, no, it's it, that's not for Eddie Howe. I've, I've, that's the one job I'm not uh, worried about Eddie Howe uh, getting involved in. Um, I'll start to get worried after he's won his first European Cup with Newcastle United, because then really big people will come sniffing. Uh, and I'm not even sure that that would take him away either. No, Eddie, Eddie Howe's uh, is close to being a Geordie for life now, as far as I'm concerned. And uh, no, definitely not the England job. A big club job, maybe, but not the England job. No. Okay, Keith, can you see Eddie Howe being poached by England? I think I think what you say poached. I think what will happen is I think there'll be a press campaign set up where they start saying that. You know, they'll question Eddie Howe's loyalty to his country. So I think, I think, I think that game will get played earlier. I think as early as next season when yeah. Eddie Howe does well. And yeah. As soon as, so I mean, you know, any man who goes back to one of his old clubs, I think there's more Crystal Palace people in this England team than any other club. And and anybody, you know, there, there, were, there were so many games off relegation, and 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 when you can do that and you can have a selection. And you put the likes of Phillips in, who's played about one game this season. You put Mings in, who I wouldn't let guard me, me, me goldfish. And then you, then you let um, this guy, Maguire. Anybody that can pick Maguire for England. I've got, I, I'm sorry, but I just think I think this confidence comes in. So when that's happening, you've got to turn around and say, say there's going to be some publicity very soon. Unless England do something quickly in a tournament, there's going to be some publicity where they do start sounding out people. And the perfect candidate for me for the England job was always Graham Potter. I always thought he was, you know, yeah. a consummate replacement yeah. for, for yeah. that. But when you look at Eddie Howe, um, he will get questioned as soon as he wins something, whether he wins a cup, wins a title, or wins a Champions League, or wins all of them. He'll get questioned frequently because some of them, the same crew, the same anti-Saudi crew, they'll, they'll get great pleasure out of that. And their whole aim is to disrupt Newcastle. They, they, they annoyed that we've got there two or three years early, but they'll get more annoyed as, as we go on and win things. So I don't see it being a genuine threat or risk, but I, I think there's even less of a risk of what George has raised. George has talked about an Inter Milan or a, a, a Real Madrid or a Barcelona. I don't see any of them with the debts they carry in. You know, the three clubs I mentioned there are all hugely in financial you know, sort of tightness is a bit tightness, I suppose, is a better word than saying, you know, in the shit. But when you look at these clubs, what are they going to give anyhow that PIF can't give? Because the only thing they're going to give anyhow they hasn't got now is restrictions. And, yeah. and, and, and so I, I don't see any club coming in. In terms of England, um, there's only one club, like, like on paper to me, that's bigger in the, in the championship, in the 
Premier League now, and that's Man City. They're the only team that we look up to and envy because of what they've done and what they've created and the model they've got. But Newcastle are following that model with the biggest pot of gold you've got. So why could you imagine going into something that Guardiola's run incredibly well and would say five leagues out of six or going to Newcastle and being the man who won the first three premierships? So, so for me, I, I look at it and I think to myself, no man's going to leave this. This is, this is the biggest club opportunity, the biggest current venture on, on the, in football planet. Um, the, the only job he could ever leave Newcastle for is um, the England job. And to me, that would be five plus years. You know what I mean? I'm talking about there'd be league titles, there'd be Champions League and there'd be FA Cups and Carabao Cups in the offing to get to that point. And, and, and when he gets to that point, you've got to remember, Eddie Howe excels, like George says, going into training early. You don't get that. I mean, Southgate's sent to ridiculous places and he just sits there on his own. And she's not Eddie Howe. You know, Eddie Howe's like a double act with Tyndall and the rest of his coaches. And I think the day-to-day involvement that Eddie Howe's got far outweighs any England job. I, I, I think, I, I just don't see the attraction. I don't think any Newcastle fan wants to be worried because it's not going to happen in the next three to five years. Mm. Okay, Steve, how for England? No, no. Um, for one thing, Southgate's got a contract until December 2024. Um, he's going to be there until we get into the out of the Euros. Um, we do okay in the Euros. He's going to carry on and be the manager for the World Cup in 2026. It's the way the FA operate. Um, it would probably mean England not qualifying for the Euros, for Southgate not to take us through to the World Cup in 2026, I think. Um, but the other equation is, you know what? I wonder if the first big signing of the summer will be Eddie Howe on an extended contract with a nice little or big release clause put in his contract that says if England come calling, it's 20 million, 25 million. That's the buyout. Uh, in the same way as Tottenham fell foul when they tried to to buy the uh, the Feyenoord manager, thinking he had a contract for six million and it turned out to be fifteen. Let's put the same sort of uh, restriction on Eddie Howe. Let's give him a decent pay rise. Let's give him an extended contract, um, but let's also stick in a penalty clause that says if England come calling, that's how much it'll cost. Um, jobs are good. Um, the pressure's on Eddie Howe. There's no question about that. You know. Um, He's going to have to do well next season. Um, but I think it depends a lot on how much we spend and what the expectation is from upstairs. And, um, you know, with the, with the money comes pressure and comes pressure from above as well as, as pressure um, in, the, in the dugout. Um, but that's for Eddie Howe to manage. Um, it's not for us to worry about. Um, and I'm sure we'll have a, if we can if we get a good start the season next season, um, you know, with the with the additions to the squad and Eddie's level headedness and Jason Tyndall screaming in the background, uh, keeping his keeping them keeping them worried uh, of what's going on there. Then I think I think all's well in Newcastle United. Yeah, certainly think so. And Mitch, how uh, he's, he's happy, any? Yeah, I'm difficult to disagree with what everybody else has said. Um, I can't see him uh, leaving this project when he feels like he's not done what he wants to do with it. 
and, and, and he, he seems to have that um, determination that he wants to see this job through. And yeah, if in five years' time he's won with a couple of championships and a couple of cups and he feels like he's ready for something else, then England is the logical next step. Um, I think Steve's right. Get him on a new contract for various clauses about, well, okay, if you want to do this, if you want to do that, then that's a, that's a buyout. Why not? We do it with the players, so why not do it with him? And then he comes to Southgate to there's nothing but a yes man. He says he picks on form. Um, I think the point about how many Crystal Palace players are su- suddenly involved is is a valid one because it's ridiculous. How can go high or whatever you pronounce his name and centre back for them be in that squad in front of Tomori AC Milan? He can't tell me he's he's had a better season. He can't tell me he's faced better opponents. He can't tell me he's done more than him. You know, it, it, that's a nonsense. When you've got a player at Milan being um, awarded his, 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 you know, stuff for his 100th appearance by Paolo Maldini, and you hear what Paolo Maldini's got to say about him, and he can't make the England, he can't make England squad joke. <laughs> Absolute joke. Absolute joke. You've got one of the best defenders in the modern history of the game, you know, blowing smoke with his arse and saying how fantastic he is. And he can't get an Indian game ahead of two Crystal Palace defenders. Bollocks. You know, it's, it's ridiculous. It's ridiculous. And so England has ever become something that... I have always had a problem with England. Yes, I want to support England in tournaments. Yes, I want to be there. Geordies, we're Geordies. We're, we're English. We're King George's men, for God's sakes. You know, we're fiercely English. We're border peoples. That's what makes the difference. But then... When you see some of the thing that goes on in our name, you know, it gets really, really frustrating to... Because my experience of England was always, OK, we've got a player that's getting very good and he's just been called an English player. Well, he'll be sold next month, you know, and, and that's my experience of it. Now, you can't tell me that Pope has said, right, let's do me hand, hand operation now and I'll miss out on the squad. Because he knows fine well that T-Rex is going to be picked ahead of him anyway, because Southgate picks his favourites, not on form. He claims he picks on form, but he doesn't. You know, he picks his favourites, and he picks people who, like he is a yes-man to the FA, he'll pick the people who is yes-men to him and who he likes, and who he's comfortable with. How can you stick with Maguire after the season he's had? You know, the, the, the lad couldn't trap the bag of bloody cement, why should why should long stuff don't get in? Exactly, exactly. You want you, 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 you'll, yet you still appear in press conferences and tell them all that you know he's picked on form. It's as bad as Bruce who used to tell him piss on my back and tell him it was raining. You know, it, it it's just as bad, and it's super frustrating because we know there's players missing out on form. Joe Willick. Joe Willock, I reckon, is three inches shorter than he, he was when he started at the season. He's ran his legs off and he's put effort in. He's covered miles and miles and miles and, and yet can't get involved with uh, the England squad. Doesn't seem like he's ever going to get a bloody look in. And then he'll pick some banal midfielder or he'll pick Calvin Phillips, whose yeah. first start for Man City was this month. This month, madness. 
it doesn't make sense. I think I think we all should be pleased, though, shouldn't we, that Longstaff hasn't got in and that Willock hasn't got in because what ah. that will benefit us because they can have Good a nice point. rest during the close season and they can come back and refresh. Both carrying injuries, but I think I think it's a plus. And I think the other thing you've got to say about Eddie Howe is he's a man who likes stability, you know, and I think Newcastle United can give him that stability. Mm-hmm. Uh, if, if they extend his contract, you just look at how long he spent at, at Bournemouth, you know. He, he's, he, he settles himself in and he just wants to go about doing his job. You could even hear that in the conversation he had today with when at the press conference when he was talking about how, yes, you know, let's just calm it down. The two or three signings wants to keep the squad together, wants that stability, wants to work with those players, wants to bring those players on, has ideas for, for using those players at various times in the season. You can see he's got the picture already, the plates already starting to spin and they're in his head. And uh, that's good for us. It shows that, it, you know, he's not going to switch off in the close season like we are. Yeah. He's he's going to be working twice as hard. And it, again, another plus for Newcastle United. Yeah, massive plus that's for Newcastle United. As I keep saying, I repeat myself, it's an exciting summer ahead. And, uh, you know, just enjoy to, uh, enjoy the game on Sunday. Just sit back and relax. Uh, nothing to play for. It's very rare that that kind of thing happens to, to our club. <laughs> OK, time for two look like Strictly said no dogs. And Julie, who's on the key side, has just sent us that in the last couple of hours. Right. Oh, yeah. uh, Jimmy sent this during the week. Um, and it's not the dog, it's the guy in the middle. Okay. I'm, I'm, Jimmy, right? I'm just writing the names down, Steve. Jimmy. Uh, Jimmy Moore. Julie. Another one from Julie. Hasty enjoying a drink at the key side before the three amigos. <laughs> Julie again, Julie times two. Okay. It's Julie Baker, B B A K E R. Uh, this one was from Brian. He says, "Costume for Hasty at the Matters Christmas do." Brian, two look alike. He's there. We're all on this one from Stephen Kennedy. He says, "Super Mac, top right." John Gibson, bottom left. Sir Keith, bottom right. And Mister Hasty. That's good. Hasty, bottom right. Julie. That's cool. Right. I've never seen hair like Thanks, thanks to Lee. Look like Steve Hasty with the new Epsom Derby outfit. <laughs> you know what? And that's not even me. <laughs> you look like the majestic Hasty from Jimmy Moore. That's two <laughs> from Jimmy Moore. Jimmy Moore. Just majestic. Go on. Chip us down. Steve Hasty enjoying the sun. <laughs> and another one from Chippers. Uh, Steve Hasty doing his martial arts. I think Chippers and Jimmy are in competition here, aren't they? Definitely this week. Uh, uh, this one um, from German German to have. What is that? Is that a is that a what chicken or something? Extra fabulous. Pigeon. What is it? Anybody know? Looks like a cat running through a p- bunch of pigeons. But I'm gonna say it, it's a cat running through the pigeons. It's it's it's. Yeah. No, I've seen I've seen the full video. It's, it is a pigeon with some sort of plumage. All right. There's this a word one, I didn't think I would use today. This, one, this, one's, this one's a cloud, clearly. A Steve Hasty cloud. Alba, again. I... <laughs> the name written down, Steve. Get the name written down. <laughs> and one for Lucky Like Hastings is a new name that we've had. Hastings. Hilly. Right. Yes, he's called you Hastings. I <laughs> 
That was sent by a Keith. No, it wasn't. Yes, it was. Yeah, I can tell by your face. Albert's one. And uh, yeah, we sent via you though from oh, all right. A guilty uh, charge. Steve Hasty and Gene Wilder. Another keep, one from Mike. Keep the minute, Steve. Keep talking a minute. I will do, yeah. And Joe Hop, Hasty and Joe Brand. <laughs> <laughs> Joe Hop, right. Poor and Joe Brand. Hey, Steve Hasty before his uh, morning coffee. What do you mean, poor <laughs> Joe Brand? Tia, me. Joe Brand's quite good, yeah. Hasty and his brother at Woodstock. Your brother's getting some stick now. Um, My favourite hasty one this week was this one: Uh, hasty heat slippers from Tom. Fair like that as well. (laughs) (laughs) All right, under some proper lookalikes: Toon lookalike, Rico, Lewis, and Rodrigo. Mm, Could be so so. Uh, From Keith. I didn't do them. Me and Keith Keith and the Chuckle Brothers. Chuckle Brothers. Very good. Uh, Boramag, what's he doing outside the Spurs' ground? (laughs) That's classic. And Boramag and Tom Hardy, which I'm sure we've had a few times, but thank you, Melbourne, anyway. Uh, Jose Mourinho and Penn Badgley, and that one's from Tom Dixon. None of them look like Mourinho. Yeah. And another one from um, Rita. That's brilliant. The Hulk and Big Sam. Brilliant. Look like he's from NUFC, Jordy, Keith and John Bingham, the first Viscount Mersey who led the inquiry into the sinking of the Titanic. I I don't mind being like compared with classy people. And Barry Evans and Miguel Delaney. (laughs) (laughs) Very sad, Miguel Delaney. Yeah, it was very sad, wasn't yeah, it? Yeah, he's looking terrible uh, on the on Twitter. Watching this video of Sven Botman, he looks like Stifler of American Pie. <laughs> There's a few said that. Look like he Manfred Mann and Ross Gregory in his glasses. Hey, Christ, almighty. Pretty good. War Eddie Howe and the actor Josh Hutchison that played Peter Mellock in the Hunger Games. Yeah. Yes. I- yeah. Yep. Yep. And coming up the final few. few Jurgen Klopp and Garfield. <laughs> uh Zavi and Josh Radner. Mm-hmm. Terry Mack and Sunas. <laughs> Just a tash. Uh Milburn and uh, Botman. I don't see that, Joe. No, I don't. Like no, me neither. And <laughs> cheers for the three points, Agent Stato. <laughs> the Zabi and Stato, he'd be ecstatic about oh, that. <laughs> uh, Lemmy Hill and Fred West. Oh, my God. Wow. Um, oh, Fred. Steve Wraith and Alf Garnet. And Mitch and Kathy Bates. <laughs> <laughs> oh dear. 100% mags I got there in the end. Dan the Lawless West Ham fan, the TV YouTuber, and a singer from Finland who was in Eurovision. Oh my God. And Huey Lewis and Fabio Capello. Yep, yep. Come on, the last few now. Some dogs? 
Uh, Angus, Steve Wraith and Angus Young. <laughs> Is that the two amigos in there, hiding in there? Love Catherine Tate, said Alan. <laughs> That's me, Yeoman Steve. Nathan Jones, uh, square up the wall, Eddie on the touchline. From Zach. Oh, yeah. Aye. Oh, it's that kid from Leeds, isn't it? Yeah. Aye. Pretty good, pretty good. Um, and the winner this week... Wow, where's the dogs? <laughs> Steve Hastie and oh, George, the it. two lads of the Muppets. I've made it. <laughs> Poor George. Hey, I've, I've George, made it in last Muppet. few. You're a yep, Muppet. I've made it last, George. Great stuff. Well, I've, been called worse. I've been called yeah, worse. Exactly. Keep coming. <laughs> Okay, uh, we haven't managed to get Darren on from anywhere. See, we'll have to try and get him on uh, next week. But we have got Davy Craig, who's joining us. How are you, Davy? Hello. I'm Hi, Davy. Not Hello, the first everyone. time you've been on. I'm sure it'll no. be the last. Um, <laughs> you've got a you've got a little project that you want to share with people um, that you've been working on, and something that's uh, going to benefit the food bank. Yeah, I mentioned it to Steve when I had the the, the idea a good while back, and uh, I said I've got an idea. Instead of Winnie the Pooh, it's going to be Hinny the Pooh. And that's all I had. But I've uh, I've created a few. So basically, I've started doing um, a, a raffle and a, um, an auction. So the, there's one on. I'll show you, actually, if you can see it. This one's on auction at the moment. And it's signed by Miggy Almiron. Oh, you've put, that, you've put that one up. That's great. And that one that's just come up there is signed by Alan Shearer and that's for the Sam Fender gig. It's got all, it's got his June the 9th top and uh, Fender one and Shearer's top because it's his favourite player. And there's a story behind EO. He's miserable because someone's pinned a a black and white tail on him because I've got one of EO here to come very soon and it says why is EO always sad, Piglet? That's easy because he's a Mackham. <laughs> and that's signed that's signed by both uh Shea and Lascelles. Every single one of them is signed. I had a nightmare trying to get them signed, but uh but I managed to get them signed. And um and uh, me and Sora met um as oh, Alan Shearer the other night as well, which was fantastic. And he remembered us from when I was a kid when we used to play football together, which I was over the moon about, you know, that was that was brilliant. So it was like two old mates talking and then two fans talking about the football. It was fantastic. So um, there's another one I'll quickly show you, um, which has got St. James's Park in the back as well. That's got a number of characters that's been signed by oh, fantastic. four of the players. That one will come up. I'm going to do them on like a rolling basis. This one's been signed by Dan Byrne. I put Dan Byrne as Piglet in that one. <laughs> and he and he signed that. And it's How Do You Spell Love? And it's N-E-W-C-E-S-T-L-E-U-N-I-T-E-D. And then the other one that I got signed from Alan Shearer, I just had the idea the other day. I was at the market and uh, with... Uh, with John O'Hare and uh, and superfan Dan and his wife Tara from uh, from California, 
and they were looking at getting the uh, Angel of the North statue, but they couldn't get they realized they couldn't get it on the in the bags for the take it home. So I thought, oh, hang on. I wonder if I could do something with that. So there you go. Henny the Pooh of the North and Alan Shearer signed that one as well. And I got a couple of magpies in it as well on the bottom. Very good. So, so they will Fantastic, all go baby. on a rolling basis. And then I've got another one to do for the tickets for uh, the Champions League. And what I'm going to try and do is when we find out who we're going to play, I'll put the characters into whichever place that we're going to be. I'll try and do that. So I'll I'll hopefully have more as the year goes on. But these ones are specifically for the close season to try and raise some money when the collection's on. on. Um, and I, I'd love to get Sam Fender to sign, sign the one for him, but it's, he's obviously he's away on tour at the minute. So hopefully I'll get somebody to catch him and, there's a piece going in the Chronicle or the Sunday Sun or both this weekend. And um, hopefully I'll get him to sign it as well. But that, that one's up for a raffle. And I've put my details on, which are on the bottom there, yeah. If anybody wants to um, basically pay by PayPal, and that's the, the PayPal address. And um, if anybody wants any other details, my... Twitter is easiest to get in touch with me, or you can use that email address. Um, and it's Davy underscore Craig, and uh, and I'll give you all the details. And uh, the 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 one that's up there at the minute, the auction is currently at two hundred and fifty pound. Wow! So I'm I'm hoping to get more with it being signed by by Almiron, and that one basically says, um, you know, what about the tune at Wembley? And then he, um, Piglet turns around and says, "No, Winnie the Henry the Pooh says that was just a dress rehearsal, man." And and uh, and Piglet says, "We'll be back. How are the lads?" <laughs> and I'm sure we will be, you know. But uh, fantastic, I'm, Davey. Are uh, you happy with the Champions League qualification? It's just bizarre. I wrote a thing for NUFC blog last May, and I said the way that we'd played from the sort of January time when we when we beat Leeds, that was the turnaround for me. But the, the form from them was unbelievable. And I, I said it reminded me of when we went up under Keegan. And then that following season, with not having European matches and things like that, we ended up finishing third. And I said, I'm not saying that we're going to finish third or fourth. It would be incredible. But I said, even finishing top half would be you know, would be great. And getting into any of the European competitions would be fantastic. Mm. But we've actually done it. I kind of believe it. You know, it, they've been absolutely unbelievable. And if you think about the dip that we had as well around the uh, around the cup final, but for to come again and get the form back, the way that they have done has just been absolutely amazing. It's it's fantastic. And I mean, my my two lads were one and three last time we were there, and I remember thinking, "This will be great because when they as they grow up, I'll be able to take them to Champions League." They're twenty one and they're nearly twenty one and twenty four <laughs> now, you know what I mean? But uh, yeah, so really looking forward to it, and uh, everybody is everybody deserves it. All the fans, everybody at the club, it's just brilliant, absolutely brilliant. 
Yeah, fantastic. Well, listen, Davey, best of luck with that. Um, if you want to get tickets, yeah. as it says on the uh, the screen there, please send to uh, Davey's PayPal, which is davey.craigatoutlook.com and put the message saying Sam Fender. Yeah, that five, £5 each for the raffle. Great stuff, That's mate. Brilliant. It's a wonderful gesture. As again, mate, we'll get you back on soon, Davey. Take care and have, a, All a, the best. have a, an enjoyable summer. Cheers, lads. Cheers, mate. See you, Davey. See you, Davey. Great to have him on. A great lad. Always got some great ideas for the, uh, you know, for, for for the food bank, and uh, he's very talented as well. So uh, make sure you uh, give him a, a lot of support. Uh, what's a fiver these days? Fantastic work. Okay, uh, only got twenty minutes left of the show, uh, so we are looking ahead now to Newcastle United's final game of the season, which is away this Sunday at Stamford Bridge. Let's bring in Toonstado. Last game of the season and last stats update for season 2022-2023. And what a season it has been. We're back in the Champions League after 20 years. We're back in the European competitions after 10 years. We're about to finish in top four. We registered the season with the smallest number of defeats in the whole history of Newcastle United. So far, we have lost only five times in the league and so far the record has been eight defeats in the top flight and even if we lose which we know that it will not happen at Stamford Bridge it will only be six so Eddie Howe has already made it down in the history books when it comes to Stamford Bridge the last time we did the double over Chelsea was back in season 86-87 actually in the Premier League out of 27 games we have lost 20 Drone six and won only once. The good omen is that our only win there was again in May. Everybody remembers it, 2012, 2-0. Two goals by Papi Sisse sending us into Europe for what was our last participation in European competitions at the time. Callum Wilson is two goals away of 20, which is his target for the season. Uh, we have several absentees. But all we know, we should be able to break the bad tradition at the Stamford Bridge. Chelsea on their own have not won at home since March against Leeds. Since then, they have three draws and three defeats. And overall, Frank Lampard, since he's been in charge in 10 games, he has one win, one draw and eight defeats. No better time to play this. Let's celebrate, guys, what has been a monumental season. Enjoy the game. Okay, thank you, Andre. And uh, Andre will be back with us uh, at the start of next season. Always good to hear his opinions and his stats. And uh, hope him and his family have a wonderful summer. Okay, on to Tune Tips to now. Evening, guys. Tipster here. Europe ready. Uh, just going to check in with a quick rundown of this weekend's prices, just in case anyone's interested in a bet. If you do fancy a couple of quid on our nothing game on Sunday, we are favourites to finish the season off with a win against the Chelsea side that, let's be honest, gave up in about September. 
There is value though in the draw, which is coming in at five to two. So I think I'll have a little sniff of that one. In the big games at the bottom, Everton are huge favourites to beat Bournemouth at home. Mind you, the bookies have also got Leicester favourites to beat West Ham. Unfortunately though, for our mate Big Sam, he doesn't have a chance. The bookies have got leads down, out and beat. Everton are favourites to stay up. Looking to replace Leeds next season in the Premier League are Luton or Coventry who will face off in the big game at Wembley tomorrow. Luton, a clear favourites to join the elite at 29 to 20. It's 11 to 5 for Coventry and 2 to 1 for the draw after 90 minutes. 9 to 1 if you think it'll go all the way to penalty kicks. As for next season, I just thought I'd let you know, get in early. 11 to 1 for Newcastle to win the league and just under evens to repeat the top four finish of this season. And interestingly on that one, that does include us being favourites above Chelsea and Tottenham Hotspur. Enough of that rubbish though for one year. Super six is where it's at. And with one round to go, the title race is electric. Jack Railton stays top of the table on 4-8-7. Five points clear of Andy Embleton with Rowan Bauer on 4-8-1. Steve Wilkinson is the top matters predictor and he won't be caught by me or Pato. So it's good to know that there's someone on this channel, at least someone who knows exactly what we're talking about. It's also really tight for May's Manager of the Month with Ryan Martin leading the way with one point clear of the rest. So good luck everyone if you're playing Super 6. Don't forget, there's 500 quid up there for the winner. Um, so fingers crossed for you all. Watch your money this weekend guys. Please gamble safely. And I'll see you in Madrid. Thanks Joe as well. Looking forward to seeing you in a couple of weeks time. Uh, he's off to see uh, Harry Styles uh, over the weekend. Gets me out of the whole Beyonce thing, I'm sure of that, lads. Anyway, I, I said I wouldn't say anything. Oh. <laughs> okay, Newcastle play Chelsea. Um, what's your feelings, George? Um, we know that Joe Linton is already uh, sunning it up in Lisbon. Uh, he won't be playing. Um, you know, he's, he's out. Manquillo's out, but that's not a massive, uh, you know, problem for us. He gave an impression that Bruno will play tomorrow. Um, I think Trippier will be playing tomorrow as well. Newcastle will still have a strong enough team out. And Chelsea are at sixes and sevens at the moment, George. So, you would, one would imagine Eddie Howe will want to win this game on Sunday. And I, I've been in confident mood all the time this running. And I've got less, no less confidence about this one. I, I think we'll, uh, we'll win 2-0 and uh, bring, bring three points back. Uh, and I'm not, uh, you know, whoever he puts in, uh, I think we've got enough. We've got enough on the bench to uh, to beat Chelsea the way they're playing at the moment against Manchester United the other night. They were abysmal, absolutely abysmal, shocking for a team of, of that uh, standard. Uh, and I think we'll we'll catch them again with our trousers down, well and truly. So I'm going for two nil Newcastle. Okay, 2 0 Newcastle. Keith, um, you was confident about this game? I am. Um, I think when you look at the game of the night, I talked to, talked to Johnny Allen through, through the game, and uh, 
like he thought that Chelsea played well enough to win it. He thought Man United were really lucky. But he, but he, he felt that Chelsea, certainly the first half, were all over them, but just couldn't score. So I think they are coming back to a better side. I've seen them. I've seen them. I, I, when you when you hear the stats and stat up or forward, um, like Lampard's record, you know, drawn two. I think he's won one, lost eight or something. It sound, sounds horrendous. Um, but I think I think they have got some decent players. I think they are coming back. Take Joe Linton out the team. Um, Willock's out. You, you, you know, the, the, there'll be other people I think they'll miss out. He's talking about putting, starting some kids as well. And I think it'll be tougher than maybe what we think. Um, it's at Chelsea. I think some of their players will be playing to be away. I think some of them will be playing for a contract. Um, I think the new manager will be watching what happens. So I think it'll be a tighter game. I think it'll be Chelsea 1, Newcastle 2. Um, but I'll be happy with that. The reason I'm, the reason I'm saying that is, is because I think Fulham, after the hassle... They had it um, in the semi-final against uh, Man United and the Mitrovic send-off. I think Fulham will get a result. I think they'll get at least a draw against Man United. So I think if we win it, we'll we'll finish third place. That's why I'd love to win the game on Sunday. Okay, yeah. What about you, Steve? You know, I, I listened to Hawksby and Jacobs this afternoon and I listened to Andy Jacobs and he was talking about Chelsea. Big Chelsea fan, obviously. And... You know, since Christmas, he's done nothing but have a pop at his, at his team, quite rightly. Uh, and I feel for him in a way, you know, someone probably same age, like, slightly older than me, who's been following his club, you know, year in, year out. But he said he was, he, he felt guilty because he wasn't going to go at the match on on Sunday. Um, he had made a commitment and he's, he, he said to his son, I'm sorry, we're not going to go. His son must be in his 40s. And his son said, don't feel, don't, don't feel sorry, dad. He says, uh, if you went to the theatre, he says, and somebody forgot the lines, he says, you'd go scatty. He says, and if you went, went to a concert and the singer forgot how to sing and forgot the words, you'd go scatty. He says, so don't feel guilty about go- not going to Chelsea. He says, because this lot have forgotten how to play. He says, they've been absolutely abysmal all season. It's it's disgusting. And it is for the amount of money that, they, that they've been paid. Um, the whole attitude that there's something rotten at, at Chelsea at the moment. Um and you know what? It, it it brings a smile to your face. It really does. And I, I know that's some sort of <laughs> you know feeling, but it does. It brings a big smile to your face to think that Chelsea are in such dire straits and in, in such a mess at the moment. Um, and it it it's you know what? I feel I feel for the Castle fans going down there um, because they're gonna they're gonna spend most of their time laughing at Chelsea, um, and, it, and it's. It's not right, you know. They should be, they should be going down there worried. They should be going there. This is Chelsea that they're going down last game of the season, but uh, they're going to go down. They're going to party. They're going to be on Darren's boat. It's going to be fantastic for them. They're going to have a great time. Uh, just wish I was going down myself, but um, it's the end of the season, Steve. I think I think Newcastle come away. I just wonder who play. You mentioned Manquillo. Pope's obviously not going to play. Willett won't play. Joe Linton's not going to play. This is the sort of game when Newcastle could go in, having watched Chelsea for the last few weeks, we could go in with a back two, because they've got nothing up front, have they? Absolutely nothing. We could go in with a back two, and he could change his whole tactics. He could go in with a with a back two, and he could fill the rest of the team with with midfielders, attacking midfielders and strikers, and just and just embarrass them. Um, I'm going to go, and I, as Stato said, the last win was a two 0 win. 
when was it? Did you say 2011? I'm going to go for the same. I'm going to go for a 2 0 win tomorrow uh, on Sunday. Okay, 2 0. You won't have the dice there, Mitch, will you? Oh, yes. He put, oh, the yes, guys, I have. He go, oh, this yes, guy I is have. such a consummate professional. He goes with a dice in his pocket yeah. when he's going on the drink. I was with dice. <laughs> it's in my man, man bag, you see. I've got a man bag of delights. <laughs> well, yeah, I mean, look, we're, we're going to have Chelsea Rob there down with it on, on Sunday in Colas, apparently. That's going to be amusing. He's not going to leave like that guy from Spurs, is he? Hey, mate, I seven-balled him on his own pool table at home the other week. Uh, <laughs> I, he, he come through with a look on his face like he wanted to take his ball home and then he realised he was already home and couldn't do anything <laughs> about it. Um, so he's not having a great couple of weeks, to be fair. Um, do you know what's interesting me is that the Chelsea fans aren't just turning on on the way the club's been managed. They're turning on some of the players. They're turning on some of those players that we spent a lot of money on. Um, the best comment I've seen this week from one of the Chelsea uh, uh, lot was uh, we bought Mudrick, we were told he was the, the Ukrainian Messi, he's just a Ukrainian mess. And I think, wow, you're like, whoa. Um, you know, it, it, it's quite obvious that Bowley came in and thought he could do whatever he wanted and he's, he's already finding that he's having his arse bit. Um, what they're going to do next season, I'm, I'm just fascinated to see how this unravels from an FFP point of view. This season, I, 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 I didn't know whether John had just had his medication when he watched that match, mate, but that wasn't a game that, that Man United were looking to, to win. Chelsea were awful. Chelsea offer nothing. Um, yeah. They're not just in six, they're not just in sixes and sevens. They're like pi r squared e equals m c squared in the course thing of rho divided by epsilon. You know they're, they're they're an absolute total shambles. And if we can't take advantage of that with the feeling in our dressing room, no matter who we put out, no matter who we put out, if we go and do what we've done all season, the three points there for the taking. Um, I, I can't pretend you know, the Stamford Bridge will be ever easy, but this is the easiest time, I think, you know, that really we're going to get for a long time, I think. Uh, and I would like to see we put them to the sword. But let's see what the dice has to say about it. The dice says Chelsea 1, Newcastle 2. Mm, okay, interesting. Interesting, interesting. Um, Can I have a quick word, Steve? Just a really yeah. quick. Mother just wants to say though, before you uh, before you say anything, Keith. Can you next season, Mitch, keep Aye. a note of the dice scores? It'll be good to check its accuracy. I'll I'll add the, the pen and paper to my man bag. Right, good stuff. Go for it, Keith. Just a quick yeah. I went to uh, I was in hospital this week, and uh, I went to see. Uh, uh, my friend Johnny Allen, but I, 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 when I got a message of John to go and see John Joe, John Joe Clennell was in the same ward. Uh, he had a fall um, two days uh, before he was due to go. He's got a new job, and on the show a while ago, I reached out to see if people could help him. John Joe's got a job as assistant producer at an events company. He did in, an internship in Newcastle uh, in, in, a, in a big street event, and they liked them that much to give him a job. And the company that's took Tatum on a phenomenal, they, they visited him hospital, uh, gave him a card with you hired, 
and uh, he starts as soon as he gets back out of the hospital. So big wishes to to John Joe because it was marvellous. Yeah. He's making great progress um, and he's soon going to be back to work. So when you see him next season at the food bank, ask him how his job's gone. And then a massive wish to me, pal John Allen, who hopes to get home tomorrow. So fingers crossed. Um, good luck to both here and we thought so with you both and your families. And a big special mention to Tracy Allen. She's been an absolute diamond. What a woman. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, we yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah, reciprocate yeah. that, um, all of us and, and everyone who's involved with NUFC matters. Uh, been a six weeks of hell for John, but uh, hopefully late at the end of the tunnel tomorrow. All right, time for Elliot. Being a waiter isn't the most glamorous job, but it puts food on the table. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> oh, great great stuff. And uh, as always, uh, no trolling again this week, but I have got a retro troll, a little bit more of a modern one. Baltory nuns. <laughs> no, no. <laughs> uh, who tries to make everything about himself, says KP, uh, not Keith Patterson. Uh, option one, Steve Wraith, no hair. Option two, bald Steve Wraith. Please vote in comments. He copied in tune polls, who I'm pleased to say didn't run the poll. Thank you, tune polls, for that. <laughs> And if Howe is looking for a striker tomorrow to put the ball in the back of the net, you couldn't go far wrong than this guy. Liam Kennedy needs to improve that celebration, doesn't he? Yeah, apparently, apparently at the Gallagher end, but uh, he needs to improve the celebration, definitely. Good penalty, though. Good penalty. It's good penalty, aye. Hey, you trust good. him in a penalty shootout. Nerves are steel, the lad. Uh, great stuff, anyway, as always. Thanks to Andre. Thanks to uh, the Joe. Thanks for Davey for popping on. Thanks to Darren for trying to pop on. We're going to try and go on next week uh, with Darren talking about NUSC. Thanks yeah. to Mitch, Steve, George and Keith. I'm back live, 2 o'clock tomorrow afternoon, with a rather hungover Mitch and Stu probably. Uh, and maybe maybe he's even Chelsea Rob could pop on and give us his views, Mitch. Uh, via remote satellite. All right, lads. Have a great weekend. And uh, next week we'll be doing a season review. So look forward to, uh, look forward to hearing your views then. Take care, lads. Take care. Good night, Good night. everybody. A big thanks to all our sponsors. Skips and Bins, telephone 0800 25 Email inquiries at skipsandbins.com Website, skipsandbins.com. Easy contract, free and pay-as-you-go waste collection. A big thanks to Mr. Vicky's Sources, which are handmade in Cumbria. You can find them at their website, mrvickies.co.uk. If you want to place an order, call 01768 210102 or email info at mrvickies.co.uk. A big thanks to Media Arts for all the help with the video side of things. 
and a qtechshop.co.uk. The makers of pool tables and snooker tables in Walls and Newcastle and the guys who run our website, nufcmatters.com. If you like the channel, please hit the like underneath the video. It helps us grow. And click share and share it to your other social media. If you want to help us financially, please click join. And there's a range of different packages and it explains how you can do that. If you want to become a cult member and receive these goodies, a scarf, a pen and a cup and a membership card and entry into the monthly draw, for a one-off fee of £25, simply go to nufcmatters.com and find cult membership. If you've got a smartphone, put it over this QR code now. It'll take you straight there. We're also available as a podcast on iTunes, Spotify and other podcast providers. And we also support the food bank on this channel. The Matchday Bucket helps you donate virtually. Go to nufcfansfoodbank.co.uk to find out more. We've got some events coming up over the course of the next 12 months. And even with John Anderson takes place at the Time Mouse Surf Cafe. Only limited tickets available. 13th of June. Go to their website to buy tickets. Bend it like Bobby. Cometh the hour, cometh the man. And just after the hour, the man did cometh at the double. As it was time to bend it like Bobby. It's a comedy play. It's a rehearsed reading by Jim O. It features myself and a few other cast members. Friday the 16th of June. Tickets on sale at newcastlelegends.com. And they're only £5. An evening with Frank Clark. Well, this is our Christmas due. Uh, Thursday, December the 7th. Tickets are £15 from nufcmatters.com at the Tyneside Irish Centre. And a big one for the new year. January the 25th. Keegan Waddle and Beardsley and special guests back together. The class of 1984 at the Tyne Theatre and Opera House on Westgate Road. Uh, tickets available direct from the venue. If you like t-shirts and you want a few for the summer, get yourself to nufcmatters.com. The Isaac t-shirt is proven very popular. 